What is not written is not said. What is not written remains undone. Some things can be risked leaving to memory and others simply must be noted. These are referred to as noteworthy things. When you encounter the noteworthy that is backed by and based on the word of God, you have met the noteworthy. Welcome to the noteworthy with Teddy Podcast, brought to you by Reverend Teddy A. Jones. Get your mind in gear and your willpower engaged. The revolution begins now. Here is today's episode. Greetings world. I want to talk with you today about self-love and the foundation for self-love. There are so many persons I've encountered in my career so far that have a very distorted sense of self-love. Some persons even are described as self-loathing. Let's tune in as we share on the power of God's love as the foundation of self-love. From my frame of reference, as a follower of Jesus Christ, as one who subscribes to the Christocentric biblical worldview understanding of life, I want to start us off on the question of how do we measure self-worth? How do we determine self-worth? How do we know whether we are using the right measuring stick to determine self-worth? I want to start us off on the side of what is rare. What is the authentic and not what is the fraud, not what is the counterfeit. Years ago, I had a friend who worked in the banking industry and we were talking about counterfeit notes and how the banks train staff to recognize counterfeit notes. And she told me that there was one particular training where the trainer stood out more than the others. And the reason for this was that the trainer said that in his training of this kind, he focuses the attention of the staff on the authentic notes rather than showing them fake notes and pointing out all that was fake about those notes he wanted them to know the real the genuine the authentic note inside out to know all the distinguishing marks and features of the authentic note so that his his rationale was that when you know inside out what the real note looks like, the moment you see a fake note, you will immediately recognize it, as opposed to trying to study the fake notes because the counterfeit counterfeiters are clever and they are always changing up what they do. And I thought, wow, that 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 computes. That makes absolute sense. Romain says, I don't think that one can truly measure self-worth without measure self without truly knowing themselves. And you are absolutely right. And that's where I'm going, because I'm in fact I'm going further. That we can't measure self-worth without knowing ourselves. And 
we can't know ourselves without knowing where we came from, knowing how we got here. And that's why I'm saying focus on the designer. We're going to look at some of the counterfeit, the false measures of self-worth and self-love that people tend to use. We're going to look at those tomorrow on uh, day two, God's willing. But for now, let's focus on the designer. Where, where did we come from? Where did it all begin? And it begins with the designer. Who designed us? And what does that designer have to say about us, about our identity, about who we are? For it is my firm and unswerving conviction that until and unless we understand who we are, who God says we are, God who designed us, now, of course, there are contending ideas and there are contending views as to our origin. But as far as, I can, as, as far as I'm concerned, those other options fail the test of logicity uh, at many levels. So God, as the designer, my frame of reference, as a counselor, as a theologian, as a life coach, as an individual, is that God was the one who designed us. And so if we want to understand our worth and understand who we are and understand how do we measure self-love, well, it, 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 it stands to reason that we should go and look at what God as a designer, focus on the designer and what that designer says to us about love and who we are. So let me share a couple of those with you. Our design from God as the designer. The distinctive creative supremacy, what I'm calling the distinctive creative supremacy. That is that we were made in the image of God. Genesis 1. As opposed to anything else in creation that nothing else in creation bears that distinctiveness. And that gives us, that places us, human beings, at the apex of the cosmos. As marvelous as the planets are, as marvelous as the sun, the suns are, as marvelous as, as different species of fish and bird and flowers, and all of those things are, none of them were made in the image and the likeness of God. Now, that alone can stand to help us to begin to, to realize that, that this is where we must begin to locate our understanding of ourselves. Now, because I was made, I am made in the image and the likeness of God. So there is no, there is no person who can dare to tell me that I am ugly or I am worthless because I, I matter significantly to God because I was made in the image and the likeness of God. So this whole idea of, of, of racial supremacy, of white supremacy, this whole idea of, of, of black is ugly is absolute garbage because 
human beings were vested with the creative supremacy of being made in the image of God. Not only that, your, the place and the time of your birth were not random, but they were divinely planned and orchestrated. You'll find this in Acts chapter 17 and verse 26. You can just write that down and check it out. Yeah, that God literally chose where each of us would be born and when. Think about that. So all of us who are alive now experiencing all the madness of 2020 is not by chance. So it's, it's not by chance that I was born in Trinidad and most of you were born in Jamaica and for others, wherever you were born and, and that you were born at the time and the very place of your birth. No, no, that's, 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 that's a detail. That's not randomness. That's a detail. And what of what of the love, the nature of the love that this designer has for we who we he designed in his image and his likeness? So in, in Ephesians, Paul says, I, I I pray that you will have power to comprehend, to grasp, to understand the dimensions of God's love. Dimensions? Then love have dimensions? Our a geometry this? Yeah, the dimensions of God's love. And I've listed four, the, four, four, four of those dimensions. Just like a cube. There's length, there's height, there's width, and there's depth. So what are the dimensions of God's love? That if we grasp it, it will help us to understand how we must see ourselves or, or what is the, flat, the platform, the foundation on which we must stand when it comes on to God's love. God's love is long enough to, to have no expiry date. There is no expiry date on God's love. Yeah? Think about that. It's high enough to be wherever you are. Wherever you are in your life right now, what, whatever your life is like right now, God's love is high enough to meet you right there. And think about it. Part of the, one of the biggest lies that, 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 that the enemy of our souls one of the biggest lies that the people around us who do not mean us well often pushes us, pushes onto us and tries to get us to accept is that, and you see, it goes right back to this, to the GE dilemma, good enough, that somehow we are missing out, that somehow God's love is short it's too low to meet us where we are so it's long enough to have no experience it's high enough to meet us where we are it's wide enough to include everyone 
and that includes you. Again, so many persons come to a place of feeling that God does not love them. And, 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 and we keep going back to our childhood and the role that parents, in particular the father, plays in our concept of God and ultimately our concept of ourselves. Because it is, it is the father who is supposed to, 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 to demonstrate and to be a physical kind of model of what the love of God is. So when, when we don't get that from our father especially, it's very difficult to relate to, a, to the concept of a God who loves us. That, that, that God's love includes everyone, including me. Yeah, you, me, with all my mistakes, me with all my flaws, me with all my warts, me with all my farts, me with all my messed up stuff. But God's love is wide enough to include everyone, including me. And, and it's deep enough to meet your needs. Whatever that need is, it's deep enough to, to meet you down there. In, in the depth of, of, of depression, in the depth of, of feeling worthless, God's love. So that's why Paul says, look, I really want you to get this. If you could wrap your mind around the dimensions of God's love, if you could just grasp it. That's, that's where the cookie crumbles. That's where the real struggle is. That's where we have to begin. So 30 days to greater self-love, I'm starting on day one with pointing us back to the foundation. Yeah, these days they are there. It's very easy to get to have to get Bible tools and with Google and so on. We could do, one of the things you could do and at, um, um, from even now, just go on Google, on Google and, and type in um, Bible verses about, about the love of God. And it will bring up and show, and you will begin to see for yourself how many Bible verses talk about the love of God for us. But it doesn't stop there. And I will, I'm almost there. You are the object of God's ultimate act of love. God's highest expression of love. That you where you are and you were the object of that. That act of love was about you. That act of love was for you. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the cross, of course. That the greatest demonstration of God's love. Bible says, God demonstrated his love towards us. In that, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Yeah, it says, he who did not spare his own son, his very best, but, but freely gave him up for all of us. How will he not also with him freely give us all things? Yeah, I know. So I'm, I'm about to preach up in here. <laughs> but I get, I get excited when I think about the, what, what God's love is. Because you see, that, that was what liberated me. Where my father failed to communicate love that I am loved so that I could love myself. That's what, that's what, gave, what, what gave me the breakthrough. 
when I when I caught a glimpse, when I began, when I grasped the, the dimensions of, of God's love for me as my father. And you know John 3:16 very well that God gave his best, his only, his best, his, his supreme. And, and that was an indication of the extent of his love for you. So, so let me remind you that, that God's love is everlasting. And I told you, I was saying about my story and how that day the breakthrough came for me. And it was a verse that says exactly this. So I've brought it back again because that's the, that's the cornerstone of my story. It is Jeremiah chapter 31 and verse three. When my mentor read that verse for me and then told me to go and read it for myself, says, you know what it says? It says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. God speaking, I have loved you with an everlasting love and I have drawn you with my loving kindness. And that, that was what broke me. It, it, I, I wept for about three hours nonstop in my mentor's living room because for the first time I, I understood what it meant to really be loved and, to, and what it feels like to love myself because I understood for the first time the extent of God's love for me. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Not only is it everlasting, it is unchangeable. Nothing can change it. Yeah? And again, the, the human examples that we have of love, so many of us, when we don't get that from our formative years, when the people who are supposed to protect us and guide us, when they themselves become the abusers and the violators and the, and the violence creators and the disturbers of our peace, instead of, of love or, or where love once was and something happened and they don't love us anymore. But God's love is unchangeable. There is nothing, nothing that we can ever do to make God love us any less or any more because it done the, it done the up at the peak already. It buck. It love us till it buck. And it now come down. Right? And, and, and so I'm taking the time to just, just a few, but to set the foundation. Right? Some persons were a little bit nervous that, oh, I'm talking about self love and it sounds kind of new age ish. No way. I could never do that. So we're talking about self-love. We're not talking about promoting yourself as the king of the universe. That's demonic. Come, man, man is, we are not the king of the universe. We don't run our lives. But when we understand that we were made in the image of God and that God, God is ultimate for us and that God loves us with an everlasting love, we begin to understand that we are royalty. We begin to understand the, 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 the level of, of the heights that we are. And it's not about being, being, being braggadocious or being puffed up. It is, it is to have a right estimate of yourself. Look at, see there, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine, nakedness or danger or sword? 
And he goes on to say, nothing shall separate us from the love of God. So, so, so that's why I say it is, it is unchangeable. It, it, nothing can change it, right? And that's Romans 8, 35. And I think, yeah, so this is, and so this is, this is the, the, the one before the last slide. Here's the truth. To love anyone, to love including yourself, can we focus in on self-love? To love yourself is to demonstrate a knowledge of God. Where am I coming from with this? From what John says in 1 John 4, 8, whoever does not love God does not know God because God is love. We are very familiar with that, that little part. God is love. God, no, you know, say God, God, God does love or, or God, um, God has love. God is love. So John, John, John makes a categoric statement. Anybody who, who no love, no know God, because God is love. That's why I'm setting the foundation as I'm setting it. So, based on this, based on this verse, the question is, if I don't love myself, it means that I don't have a, a proper grasp on, on the knowledge of God because God is love. No, no, that is, this is very humbling. And, and, I, and I've used my own self as an example. I was a Christian, baptized from, from age 10, right through high school, college, everything, um, start JTS. I knew about God, I knew God. But I did not, <laughs> trying to say hard pill to swallow. Yeah, it is. Any, anybody, whoever is the object, whether it is somebody else or, or in this case, your own self, when you're not love, John is saying, if you do not love, you don't know God. So them people who, are, who love walk around and talk about them, hate this person and them, hate that the person, and them in a malice with that the person. Hello. So when you're in a malice with yourself, check your, check your levels. It, 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 it is calling into question how much you know and understand God's love. And that, that's, what I, that's what I've been saying. That to know, to really know God's love, to really understand it, yeah, to get down in it, to drill down in it. That's why I love how Paul put it: the dimensions of God's love. In picture, like a like a a, a four a four cornered object, yeah, a four dimensional object. It have height, it have depth, it have width, it have length. To really get down in that and 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 pre the thing. The more you get into that is the more you are able to love, including yourself. So I'm establishing this as the foundation of, of that which we must use as the right criteria to measure ourselves. with. Thank you for listening to this episode of my podcast, Noteworthy with Teddy. This is Reverend Teddy A. Jones. You think about it, let's talk about it. I look forward to your questions and comments. Use the social media links provided here to connect with me. If it's noteworthy, then others need to hear. Thanks for sharing the podcast with your friends and family. See you on the next episode, DV.